0: live from the DT Studios, this is Daily Turismo Radio, powered by EuropeanMotorWorks.com. Here's your hosts, Editor-in-Chief of Daily Turismo, Vince Barbary, and co-founder, Chris Florin.
1: Hello, Motorheads, and welcome to the Daily Turismo Radio Show, broadcasting live on TalkRadio1.com from our studio in scenic Gardena, California. Coming up on today's Festival of Cars, Comedy, and Culture, we've got a special guest joining us via phone. We'll play some games. We'll do Technology Corner from the website. It's going to be a really, really good show, so stick around. Uh, but before I get too far ahead of myself, let me introduce some of the other pinheads in the studio today. My co-host, c a.k.a. That's Chris, me. who drove here today in a miniature Z28 Camaro replica car. <laughs>
2: No,
3: I did not. That would did be awesome. Not. That thing was cool, but... So I actually haters. got my M5 running
4: again. His head wouldn't fit in that car, Vince. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it, was, it was a
1: T-top. No, yeah. Just poke right out. <laughs> Convertible. It was so ugly. <laughs> uh, and then we've got producer Ben, who's wearing a rubber Richard Nixon mask today for some unknown reason. And I am not a producer. It's surprisingly <laughs> an improvement. Uh, and finally, we've got a special guest joining us via Skype. Uh, He is a journalist by trade, but describes himself as chief perp in something called the 24 Hour of Lemons, uh, which, if you don't know, is sort of like Burning Man meets Formula One on a Tijuana highway. Uh, (laughs) Jay Lamb, hey, thanks for joining us today.
5: Hey, thank you for having me. So, so wait a minute, I got to get this straight. Were you really driving the VW Mini Camaro today? Did you really see one of those things? <laughs> no.
3: No. <laughs> uh, we featured one on Daily Turismo, though. Vince found one for sale. It's a, a Volkswagen uh, Pan. Oh, I know.
5: Engine. Oh, listen. I know all about the Mini Camaro. I oh, know everything it. about the Mini Camaro. No, no. That's like my dream car.
3: Well, if you want to buy is it one, for sale? it is. I'm sure. It, who else wants it? Where a, is it? Who I can else look it up. wants that?
1: If you just go to uh, go to deli daily, it's maybe from earlier this week, maybe two it's, days it ago. It should be on the main uh,
3: page, down a little bit. Yeah. Um,
5: oh, I am all over that. I am all over that. Actually, my I, I got this guy who works with me, Nick Pond. He yep. really is desperate for the Mini Camaro. It's like all he talks about.
2: <laughs> and, that would
3: be a good. It would be a good Judge Mobile during a race. It? Yeah, wouldn't
5: it would it? be perfect for that. Well, we're doing we're doing this rally in August through Death Valley. I mean that's the yes. ideal car. I mean I, you could not have a stupider thing for Death Valley in the middle of August. I, oh, I
1: want to. You know what? It was on eBay yeah. uh, for thirty eight hundred dollars with two days to go. Let's oh. see if the auction ended. The item's been sold for sixty five hundred and one dollars. Whoa,
5: sixty five. But I but gotta say, six, 60, you know, that's about a $4,000 joke. I don't think that's a $6,500 <laughs>
3: joke. <laughs> $2,500 maybe, yeah.
5: Yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, like, like it's worth four because then you could sell it at Barrett Jackson for like two, <laughs> and it's worth the $2,000 of chuckles just on the Delta there, but sure. 6500 is a bit stiff for a Mini Camaro.
3: How do you even know about this? Like,
5: I don't know. I mean, doing what I do, you know about every wacky-ass, horrible, miserable separating car out there. Okay. And the Mini Camaro is pretty high on that list. You know there's a Mini Corvette, <laughs> there's the equivalent with the C3 body on it, it's even it's even better than the Mini Camaro.
3: I- the mini Camaro reminds me of the old Autopia cars at Disneyland. I guess the, yeah. the Corvette
1: one would look even more like that, right?
5: Yeah, it, yeah. it has the same elegant proportions as the Autopia car. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. is a
1: car that, like, a clown would be embarrassed to drive. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah, right? exactly. He'd, like, wear a <laughs> yeah. bag over his head. You know? <laughs> this is the car that the clown would park around the corner when he went to pick up his date. Yeah. Uh,
1: right. When he opens the door, like fifty clowns don't go out, get out because no one will ride right. with him.
3: I don't think it even right. has doors. <laughs> <Yes>. Exactly. <laughs>
1: That's right. So, all right. so, so sorry,
2: sorry
3: yeah.
5: about that. No. I just, when I heard Big Camaro, I got excited.
1: <laughs> this is uh, Jay. This is why we got you on the show. Um, but but okay. I want to talk to you about the genesis of Twenty Four Hour of Lemons, mm-hmm. and I know this has mm-hmm. been discussed at, el- at length elsewhere. So I don't want to ask you, you know, why you thought yeah. of it. But I want to know what were you eating and drinking. When, when you decided I to launch eating,
5: this? I was eating Kung Pao chicken, um, yusheng pork, and I was drinking a Qingdao beer. I remember this vividly. I'm sure there was some rice and dumplings involved because I was at this for years and years and years, all of my card buddies in the Bay Area and I, we would all meet every Saturday for lunch at this hoop-dee Chinese restaurant and um, just sit around and waste like four hours and capitalize the big table. Talking about cars and stupid stuff, and it's exactly that was exactly where the where the idea came up.
1: And and this was uh, um a at the at Berkeley, right? In Berkeley? Yeah, this yeah. was
5: at Berkeley. This was at the King Sin Chinese restaurant. I think there should be a little brass plaque on the wall now <laughs> um, in Berkeley. Is that, is that like on University
3: and, Avenue or something?
5: Uh, it's on Solano. Oh, okay. um, it's actually technically in Albany, that not I was gonna that I'm going to talk about inside baseball, oh, but well, that's um, Albany. I know that. <laughs> uh in albany yeah and it's it's kind of now been reborn as a once once a month thing so i occasionally get back there but yeah anyway that's what happened and you know you get a whole bunch of car guys sitting together eating super high calorie food and drinking a lot of Qingdao beer <laughs> and you just start getting bad ideas coming out and this that was just one of them
1: and so the bad idea was for a $500 endurance car race and this was in 2005 yeah. or 6
5: it was 2006 and the idea was uh, see we were already uh, Martin Swig who, used to, who was the founder of the California Millet um, he was one of the guys who would always come to this to this thing and he and I had already started doing this thing called the Double Five Hundred, which was $500 cars and you do a rally in one day for 500 miles and, and the theory was well all these cars are going to blow up and it'll be great fun you know you're going to have all these disaster stories and you'll be changing out the transmission at the side of the road in Fort Bragg, and it'll just be hilarious. And (laughs) what we realized, we'd done about three of them, Martin and I together, we'd done about three of them, and um, it just wasn't, cars weren't blowing up enough. I mean, my cars (laughs) always blew up, but most people's cars didn't blow up. $500 car, it turned out, would make 500 miles no problem. And so I, I started lobbying. I said, it just needs to be harder. We need to stress these cars more to make sure that they'll blow up and it'll be hilarious. Right. And I said, we ought to go rent a racetrack and do a 24-hour endurance race. And Martin at that point said, man, you want to do that. You you go do that with my blessing, but I want no part of that. Um, <laughs> and sounds like a logical so that guy. that was it. Yeah. So I did.
1: And, and then so the first race in 2006, Altamont uh, right. Motorsports Parkway, which is no right. longer in business, right?
5: Yeah. No, it, it's now even more sort of messy and scary than it was at the time <laughs> we were there. No, That's it's sad. totally abandoned now. They wound up, I think they had tax liens, and the neighbors were out to get them. And there, I don't know, it, it, the whole deal fell apart pretty, not coincidentally, I'm sure, pretty soon after we started running there, the whole thing fell apart.
3: It looks like a ghost carnival something yeah. or other when you drive by there now on the 580. Yeah, yeah. It's,
5: it's really scareball.
3: Yeah.
1: Looks like a good place to get stabbed. <laughs> yes, it, does. Mm-hmm. it was
5: already. But. That's right. Yeah, it has a long history of that. And I
3: think so, I saw horses like galloping around inside
5: it last time I yeah, drove by there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's horses. Long, it's long gone. It, it's one of many facilities that we've helped to shut down.
1: So so that was ten years ago. But um, who who uh-huh. showed
5: up for this first race? The first uh-huh. race there were thirty three cars, which shocked the hell out of me because I thought it was going to be me and the twelve guys sitting around the table. Now <laughs> And... It was mostly people from, I don't know, I don't know where some of the guys came from, but the majority of them were all of my friends and I was in the car magazine business. So it was, you know, guys from road and track and guys from car and driver and guys from motor train and guys from auto Week. and you know, these guys that I was working with, um, they all showed up and because they were who they were and they wanted to write this ridiculous thing off their taxes, they all wound up writing articles about it and that, sort of got the word out and lots of other people said, oh, now I want to do that too. So it was, it was either lucky or unlucky, I don't know which, that all of these guys were car magazine guys and they all went and wrote about the thing. Yeah, so I, never, no, Nothing would have come of it if it wasn't for that.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't write any articles, but I was at the first race. It was a. Um, oh, well, how
5: did you wind up there
1: then? You know, um, I was working at Garrett Turbo at the time, and a mm-hmm. bunch of Garrett guys found out about it, and and yeah. I was it was I quite one of the teams. Oh, was you quite well, you
5: were working with Dan Ehrlich then?
1: Yeah, so I wasn't yeah. on. Dan was um, actually no, Dan wasn't with Garrett at the time, but he had um, already left by then. Yeah, Jay Kavanaugh and. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah Chastain had left already, but but, uh, it, yeah. Was, yeah. but it was. Anyway, it was the, hub my, hub whole up in the yeah. Yeah. my whole team, yeah, my whole team was all Garrett guys, <laughs> and it was one of those things where. You know, we heard about it, at, and lunch,
3: at lunchtime you, you go around talking to people. Have you heard about this crazy race that's going to happen? I remember yeah. it was like it was yeah. like, whoa, what? You're going to the hell is this? You you're going to race five
1: hundred dollar cars? <laughs> and and so uh, I you know I had to go. It was like okay, yeah, I'm going to do this. And um, well, that
5: doesn't that doesn't really speak well for the quality of Garrett. I have to Say <laughs> if if that's what everybody's doing.
1: I'm surprised they're still in business, but they are. But yeah. um. Uh, I just remember the, um, my favorite car, of the whole like pack of, of terrible looking cars was the hate Camaro. Oh yeah. I have oh, to yeah, say yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was, it was number. It's number was H eight. That, that was the number yeah. on the side and yeah. it was called the hate yeah. Camaro. It had saw blades, actual like reciprocating, like, you know, um, yeah. radial saw blades radial, welded yeah. into the doors to like fill up where there was missing yeah. parts from rust and it just and, ran into everybody yeah. on track.
5: And it really goes to show how I knew, and, and and I always said that I knew absolutely nothing about running a racing series at the time, because when I saw that, it eh, didn't cross my mind that that might not be a good idea. You know, <laughs> just didn't even occur to me that there might be any problems. It's with just that. funny, so, yeah, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. There was
1: exactly. more red flags at that race than uh, than the Chinese army. It was uh...
5: <laughs> oh. Yeah. That, was the most ter- that was absolutely the most terrifying 24 hours of my life. I mean, it, God, that was such a, such an ill-considered idea. And I have to say, so when I was out there, I had a car out there, and two things of great note. The Datsun One, B210, right? Uh, no, it was a, a Celica GTS. It was an 88 oh, okay. Celica GTS that this lady in Emeryville, it was her everyday commute car, and she had been rear-ended by a tow truck about a month <laughs> before the raid. And it was wiped out to the rear axle, but inside the wheelbase, it was fine. And that was a, just, it turned out to be a fantastic Lemons car. I didn't appreciate it at the time. But at one point early in the race, I like spun off the track. And I think I bounced off of one of those giant tractor tires that, that they oh, had yeah. in the infield that was like hitting a wall. Yeah, I yeah. bounced off of one of those things. I came back onto the track like I thought it was clear. And I totally T-boned Eric Gustafson, who had been my... Uh, intern at Sports Car International. <laughs> I just wiped him out. Like, oh, I'm so He's sorry, done. dude. He's done. And then, and then, uh, later in that day, I started getting punted by some, some crazy, like psychotic asshole. in. I don't even remember what the car was. A Volvo, like, was just pushing me off the track and pit maneuvering me and driving me into the wall. And he was just, he was horrible. And and I found out who the guy was later, and I just banned him. From all future events, I said, you know, you're a menace. Never show up again. <laughs> and today, that man is our chief of tech, John Pagel. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> <laughs> These are my two it, most memorable it things. It takes one to out. know
1: one, right? Huh? It takes one to know one. He can recognize yeah. the lunatics on the, on the track.
5: <laughs> exactly. Well, and his defense now is like, hey, uh, I thought that's what we were doing. You know, <laughs> well, my you know my favorite really clear.
1: my yeah. favorite part about those early Altamont races was the the rule structure was so like just not there. I
5: mean, yeah, well, it was non-existent for that first I mean, race. I was I was so naive that it never occurred to me you had to tell guys not to run into each other. I thought that was just assumed. But clearly, within about 30 seconds of the green flag, I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's not assumed. I guess I should have told these guys that. Well, um, no, there were no, there were no rules at all. And the guy who was the rental manager for Altamont, I yes. also made the ridiculous assumption that he knew what the hell he was talking about. He now, didn't have the slightest goddamn idea what he was talking about. And so... He said things like, "Oh, you know, you don't need to have a full roll cage. We're not going that fast." Well, that was preposterous. <laughs> right. And he said What's... he said things like, "Oh, you'll just, I'll just sell you a an insurance policy. You know, you'll be fine." Well, that was preposterous. I mean, I just didn't know any better. So um, there was a lot of stuff that was super, super airball at that race. And it, you know, it took years. It took probably two years. To start really wrapping your hands around, how do you make people understand they're not supposed to run into each other? How do you deal with the hardware for the cages and the seats and stuff so that it's not hella goddamn dangerous? Yeah, it took a really long time, and we just got incredibly lucky that nobody got greased in those things.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the first race, I remember there was cars that showed up without any kind of roll cages at all. One guy like, bolted yeah. a roll bar in like, on the parking lot. Yeah.
5: No, the rule the just... rule was you had to have a, a, a roll bar with backstage. That was it. Metal, and and, right, and you, metal. you could have a half face helmet and you could drive in jeans and a T shirt. And that was all, you know, <laughs> listen to this yeah. rental manager idiot who was like, Oh yeah, well that's fine. Was he the <laughs> so guy also not fine.
1: Was he the guy driving a crown vic around the, the, the like yeah. the race he'd get in a crown victory yeah. and so so i was yeah. in a fast car i was in this bmw 535 and with hoosiers okay and so this thing was it was fast but all of a sudden this mm-hmm. crown victoria which shouldn't have kept up with it it's just yeah. riding me like there's no tomorrow yeah. and he's got yeah. lights on the top flashing and i didn't know if i was supposed to pull over or like <laughs> yeah. let him yeah. by, like yeah. and he was just yeah. in there yeah. like just having fun and racing
5: yeah. it was yeah. just strange yeah. it was yeah. surreal yeah. Yeah. yeah well and he and he was crashing into people too so now the, the whole thing you know I, nope. th- this whole thing I've been extremely lucky all the way through, but that first couple those first couple of races at Alphamont, man, we were really lucky that that all of that stuff, all of that safety equipment that wasn't there you know didn't it didn't wind it up hurting needed. anybody because yeah. boy, you sure could have
1: yeah no no more no more black iron pipe roll cages, I guess yeah no,
5: no exactly we, we, actually, yeah, the we exact actually pipe roll cages
1: we we did run a black iron pipe roll cage in the first event, and I'd like to point that oh, yeah. out. It was and,
5: and, and, and why past wouldn't tech. you? Because the rule said it was fine.
1: Co- correct. Yes. It had to yeah. be made of metal. It was made out of metal. Yeah, it was. Right. Yeah. It was. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So so okay, so let, let's let's fast forward ten years now. It's ten years later. Mm-hmm. Um what yeah. Jay, what do you consider the biggest challenge for the 24 hour of lemon sort of going forward?
5: You know, there's not only one, there there's a lot of challenges always. Um, the one that occupies me the most, obviously, is you get lucky every time you do one of these events and nobody gets hurt. You consider yourself fortunate and you, you know, you pat yourself on the back and we've now got pretty aggressive cage rules and very aggressive rules about tech and all these kinds of things. But, you know, ultimately racing is dangerous. It's a chaotic environment. And sooner or later, bad things just inevitably happen. And every time you dodge that bullet, you, you breathe a sigh of relief and the challenge is we've, We've picked all the low hanging fruit, I believe, Um, you know, and we went to mandatory Hans recently and that was really the last, that was the last piece of low hanging safety fruit. And once you've picked all the low hanging fruit on safety, God, you're just, it's a little bit like you're just keeping your fingers crossed and hoping that the odds don't roll up against you. It's a, it's a you. And crapshoot after that, right? It, it, is, it is, and so you're always trying to look at, okay, well, we've got the low-hanging fruit. You know, what's the next thing? And you can still identify things like that. We've, we have realized there's some ex- there's some elements, like with older cars, pre-'68 cars, they have steering columns that don't necessarily have offsets yeah. <laughs> or collapsible right. collars. Right. You know, so, so you start identifying these real marginal case things, but... Once you once you've done all the low hanging fruit, you really start to ask yourself, um, God, what's you know you want to keep moving forward, making it safer. What is there? And it gets a little nerve wracking to realize I don't know what the next. <laughs> thing is. So so there's that, and then there's always you know there's this perennial problem, all racing it can't help itself, it gets more serious, it gets faster, it gets more competitive. That's just the nature of racing. When you're doing a competitive thing, the bar keeps getting moved, That that's inevitable. And how do you fight that um, without being pricks with a 400 page rule book? It's <laughs> yeah. not really clear how you deal with that. I mean, I, I think we're really loud about we don't give a shit who wins, we don't care how fast your lap time is. That kind of attitude, Keep that at bay to some degree, but boy, you look at the the ten percent of cars at any of these races that could win, and you know they're running competitive NASA times. I mean, they're yes. serious cars, and and that's not really what this is supposed to be about. But at the same time, you don't want to penalize those guys for figuring out the problem and solving it. So right. that's that's just the ongoing challenge. You're always trying to figure out how do you keep it fun, how do you keep it interesting, and how do you keep it kind of mellow and low key so that. The kinds of guys who aren't finding what they need in established racing series find something here. Um, and there's no answer. You just make the crap up <laughs> yeah. as you go.
1: Well, and you know, you've got the fast cars competing to go faster, and then you have your, your Class C guys competing for the IOE, which is a pretty yeah. much competition to go slower. Right and and you're, survive. You're, yeah. to your your speed differential worst
5: possible car you can break. Yeah,
1: right yeah. and yeah. I don't know if you read the article by Steph uh, Steph Schrader on, on Jalopnik, where she got hit from behind in that. Um, that I Nash, did. Yeah. That I Nash did. Nash Oh man. Did. Um, and it's yeah. one of those things where like how do you how do you avoid that and and you know there's there's no easy answer for that. I mean her yeah. car yeah. died on no, the back No, no, there's and,
5: not. You know that's a more subtle problem actually because. If you one of the things that we really are are adamant about is that anybody can be a race driver, or at least anybody should have the ability to try to be a race driver. Not everybody can be a race driver. There are people who go, they do three laps and they're like, man, this is not for me. And I respect that. <laughs> yeah. But everybody everybody who's interested ought to be able to try it. That's our philosophy. Right. And and if you're doing that, you know, realistically you could spend twelve hours of classroom instruction and not cover everything there is about racecraft. The reality is we do rookie meetings, they're an hour to an hour and twenty minutes long, and they try to cover all of these things that people are going to encounter. I do a driver's meeting on Saturday, and that's probably ten minutes long. You try to cover the really important stuff, hammer that. Home. But you you just can't address every single piece and the idea that everybody's got to understand, boy, the car is crapping out. I really got to get the goddamn hell off the racing line. And I need to understand when the car is going to make it all the way around and isn't going to make it all the way around. You know, that's the kind of thing that you really only do learn with a lot of experience in racecraft. And so what, what bit Steph on the ass is that I think she didn't really have a sense of judgment of can this car make it around to the end and can I safely get off the track or can't I? and she crapped out, ultimately she, she bet wrong, she crapped out right on the racing line, and two guys who were, let's just say, they did not have their eyes up, yeah. plowed into the back of her. You know, I don't, you know, that kind of, that kind of event happens at the 24 hours of Daytona, frankly. Um, yep. That's not something that only amateurs, uh, that only amateurs get themselves bollocks up in, yep. but you just are never gonna be able to condition people to deal with that kind of a situation, I think. Um, And that's really problematic. And so, Steph is a great case where all of the pieces lined up in the wrong way to cause that incident. Now, the good news is, because these cars have good cages and because they have fuel cells, most of them have fuel cells, um, and because everybody's in a racing seat and everybody's in five-point or six-point harnesses, uh, you know, everybody walked away. Steph got a concussion, but everybody walked away um, that's the good news, but the bad news is I just, I don't know how you, there's no way in that environment to ultimately keep those chains of events from lining up sometimes.
3: You can't teach um, judgment, right? You have to learn
5: judgment or, sometimes. Yeah you, yeah, you have to learn judgment. And again, I, I don't know, you know, you can have a guy driving a Porsche, you know, a Porsche factory race car and the 24 hours of Daytona who has not encountered that Thing before, where the cars maybe crapping out, maybe not crapping out. He's got to make a judgment call: Do I get offline? Do I try to get it back to the paddock? Um, you got guys who are paying a quarter of a million dollars for a rental ride who make the same bad call sometimes. Yeah, um, like, I, just, like da- I don't like know Danny how Caffeyet. you deal with that.
1: Danny, Danny like, like like Danny Kaffia, <laughs> you know, yeah. runs the yeah, back of Sebastian yeah. cars a few times a lap, and no big deal. Yeah,
5: you just get demoted. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> So, I, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I don't even know how we got off on that little declension. But no, it's uh, good. It's good. You, you get, you, well, you get these IOE cars. See, here's the interesting thing. The IOE cars and the first-time drivers, as a, as a statistical rule, they are not the problem. I mean, if you look <laughs> at right? what are the incidents, who are the drivers who have them, what kinds of cars have them, it is absolutely not the 1962 Renaults and the 1949 Natchez and the people who've never been on a racetrack. They are absolutely not the problem. The problem are the guys who for now three or five or ten years have been doing racing, either lemons or more commonly NASA and SCCA, and they think they know what they're doing. Those are the people statistically who put the car on the wall, put the car upside down, run into somebody else, pass under yellow, you know, who do yeah, the really it, dangerous it, things. It's, it's, okay. it's you the can... guys who think that they are Juan Manuel Fangio and aren't. they run out the of ones talent. who you problems with.
1: You, you can say Eyesore Racing. We, we, we've had them <laughs> on the show. It's cool. You can throw I, them under the bus. Know, I don't I, mind. Eyesore
5: is an interesting case because they really, they really by and large keep their nose clean. They do. Um, that's why they
1: win races, yeah.
5: That's why they win races. What... Exactly, because they stay out of trouble. But there's a whole field of guys. You know, when a guy comes through for his first penalty he misses a flag or whatever when a guy comes through and he's got a whole bunch of SECA and nasa and porsche club and bmw cca stickers <laughs> on his helmet yeah, you just yeah. know you're going to see him again you know that is the guy who's going to leave in the bus and you know I he's mean, not going to be
3: calm when he gets out of the car for that exactly, penalty, right? yeah
5: exactly and, and he's the guy who's going to think oh i'm going to shave a tenth of a second in this corner and that's going to make a difference rather than oh boy, I better not step on my dick cause that's going to make a difference. Um, <laughs> yeah. so it, it's a weird deal, but but to answer your question, basically it really, it ain't the IOE cars and it ain't the first timers that are the yeah. problem. It's the guys who think they know better.
3: And they, they run out of talent. That's one of my favorite exactly. expe- expressions. Yeah, exactly. You think, you, and think I you, got it. It.
5: you know, when yeah. you're at that level, what you're trying to do is how much faster can I go? I mean, yeah. I, I get it. I understand it. Um, but yeah, they run out of talent and they run out of judgment because they're just trying to find where their own personal envelope is. Right.
1: Yeah, and, and, and unfortunately, if, the envelope sometimes
3: inside the track yeah. overlaps <laughs> with someone else's. Then that's a bad thing.
5: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But you know what? That's just the nature of racing. I mean, that's just it's just always going to be there, and you just got to deal with it case by case. You've just sure. Got to deal with well, it. I sure. think
3: you guys do a really good job at it because, like you said, oh, you it. can't you can't really define it. You but you guys always have discussions. I mean, even, you know, Pagel in the, in the tech inspection, it's not like, Hey, let's break out the rule book and get down to the letter of the law. It's let's have a discussion, figure out what's reasonable here, how we can make this a safe you know, proposition for everybody. Yeah. Well, I
5: mean, I'm glad that, I'm glad that people seem to pick up on that because you know, our, our goal is you're here to have fun and to go the hell home on Sunday. You know, and that's just got to be the first thing. And I think that racers, racers respect, we don't try to define every situation. You know, racing, <clears throat> there's an infinite amount of things. There's an infinite amount of ways that people can try to kill themselves. And <laughs> if you try to describe every single one of those situations, you're always going to be leaving somebody out. And he's always going to be getting worked up because your rule book doesn't describe blah, blah, blah. Our rule book is nine pages long. And basically what it boils down to is don't be a dick don't do something stupid, don't do something dangerous. And, and I think what we try to, try to at least express is, you know, if you're doing, if your car is set up in a way that's dangerous, you don't want that any more than we do. Um, if what you're doing is dangerous, you don't want that. We don't want that. People really respond to that. I mean, they like to be treated, they like to be treated as adults, but they also really appreciate that, you're not going to argue with us. I mean, this is a, this is our playground. We take it very seriously that we want people to be safe and there's no appeal like either get on, get on the program here, do what we think you need to do to be safe or just go home, go somewhere else. And I think people like that. They don't think about, Oh, I'm going to file a protest and I'm going to go to the steward and they just know there's no arguing. You just, you know, get on the program or just go somewhere else. And I think that's just refreshing for people.
1: Yeah, no. You know, uh, Jay, this is uh, this is good. Um, we could probably talk about 24 Hour of Lemons for, for hours. Um, but uh, we're going to take a break in a couple minutes. But I want to ask you, um, <clears throat> sort of talk more about, a little bit about GU. Um, what, what do you drive every day? What's your uh, what's your choice of commuters these days?
5: Um, well, I've got, uh, I haven't, the commuter that I always like driving, I've got a model year 2000 Porsche 911 996 which is the right. Porsche 911 that nobody wants. Friday, yeah. Friday, baby, everybody hates that <laughs> car. And I have to say, <clears throat> it's just a fabulous car. I got it for basically no money from the original owner, 32,000 miles on it, fully loaded for, I think I paid $21,000 for that car. And, and every time I get in that thing, I feel like I am the smartest guy in the world and everybody else is an idiot because nobody wants this car. So I like that a lot. Um, I have just an Audi, I have a, a old Audi SUV that I ride with the dogs in the back. Um, and that's kind of it. I, I have a project car right now that I'm really having fun with, which is a 1960 Kellison J4X, uh, proprietary full, full frame, full Kellison car. Oh, that's awesome. Probably wow. it's, it's two years into a six month restoration at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of it. I've sold a bunch of crap recently, so I'm really just down to those cars.
3: Did you ever find a Miata? We were helping you. I'm look still for looking. An NA, Actually, I'm going to go okay. look at
5: one on Sunday. I, I got a line on a '94. I'd rather have a '16, but this is a '94 with a '18. I got a line yeah. on one in San Leandro that I'm going to go look at. It's hard to find an NA in good shape, so yeah. I'm just I'm out there. I'm still looking. Well, you know, and I got a real Jones right now for this rally. I'm looking for. Uh, an R129 Mercedes SL, you know, about a 96 Ooh, nice. maybe. Cuz <clears throat> um, it seems to me that you can buy a $100,000 car for about 4200 bucks right now in good shape um, yeah. with those things. So I'm looking for one of those two for the rally.
1: For uh the, now this is going to be a, a a like a, a road, road, rally. road rally?
5: Yeah. 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 What yeah. is it
1: called again, Jay?
5: What's the official it's name? It's called the Lemons Rally um and okay. it's running it starts in Monterey on a Tuesday, runs over to Nevada, through the desert, through that valley, Las Vegas, back to California, up the coast. Ends on Saturday morning of Monterey weekend at the Concourse DeLems. And it's open to any car at all. Um, you get more points the crappier the car is. You know, if it's if yeah. it's French, you get an extra two hundred points. Um <laughs> so. and it's it's just a two hundred and seventy five dollar entry fee. Book your own rooms, eat your own meals. Um you know, it's just a super, super casual, really long distance, hard, hard, kind of hard mile rally.
3: Now, if I can get my beige 1981 Volvo 242 running in oh. time, is that a perfect vehicle for this? Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Good. Absolutely
5: right. perfect. Make sure it's got working air. That's the killer. Uh. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah. That may not happen by then. <laughs> yeah, but, well, yeah. or get
5: a, get your cool suit out of the race car. Yeah, there you go. Yep. <laughs> a cool yeah. suit on Well, if, if I don't valley. get
3: that running, I'll bring my 93 M5, but I, I really... There you go. I want to bring that, a crappier car, though.
5: <laughs> that. I, I, I think the crappier car is a good idea. I gave up on the crappy car because I realized no hilariously crappy car like the Mini Camaro has working air. Yeah. And you know what? I'm 51 years old, and I just don't need a car that doesn't have air conditioning in Death Valley. That's it. So... I'm going to find something relatively nice and new, and I'm just not going to win. I'm okay with that.
1: Oh, There's actually there's a winner of this rally.
5: Yeah, you win on the points. points. So oh. you, get, you get extra points. I mean, your car gets a certain amount of points when you start what you choose, and if you dress up as a chicken, you get a few extra points for that. That kind of sounds like the 24-Hour doing... Lemons. Except yeah, yeah, it's exactly. on public roads, though. <laughs> it's, so, it's, like road it's like a road version of Lemons. But you, you get extra yeah. points. Like there's... there's there's like challenges and checkpoints and things along the way, and the more of those that you accomplish, the more points you get. You get extra points for like if you have to go to pick and pull to get a part to make your car running, you know, keep your car running, you get extra points for that. Um, if you take pictures of yourself with hookers, you know, I mean, it's, it's all stuff like that, Where It's a very lemony scoring system.
3: I'm sure there'll be a, a Heroic Fix uh, award at this, right? <laughs>
5: There'll be a heroic fix. There'll be an I got screwed. You know, yeah. you'll have all the standards. Yeah. yeah. Good. Okay. But mostly, listen, let's not. Mostly it's an excuse to drive around in really goofy cars. And then when you make it to the hotel to like drink a lot of beer. That's really all it is. Sounds good to me.
2: Yeah. Be, yeah. What I'll else there? is there?
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's right. All right. So before we take a break, uh, Jay, one more question. Um, What mm-hmm. was, uh, what was your first car?
5: My first car ever Was a 1959 Triumph TR3A, um, which was missing the P on the back where it said Triumph. So it was always referred to as the Triumph. uh, (laughs) And um, it was possibly the worst car ever made.
3: We're both sitting here going, oh, nice, Triumph TR3A. Well, and you know
5: what? You want to know what's really messed up is that I'm starting to see those for sale now. I'm starting to think, you know, that was kind of a nice car. I might get another one of those. Oh, no, it was so awful. Yeah.
1: That's the what is the narcotizing effect of of, uh accessibility? No, that was no no, that was Dr. Dell's expression. It was just the you're it's um when uh Nostalgia for, you know, cars, the mm-hmm. prices go up when people forgot how terrible they were right. when they were new. Right. <laughs> right, And that explains that's the prices for classic Porsche 911s, 912s, yeah. for, for yeah. Corvettes, for everything that's worth millions of dollars At Barrett Jackson is people have forgotten yeah. that they were terrible when they were new. Right. And that's
5: you've exactly forgotten how terrible right. the TR3 was.
1: Yeah, romanticized. Right.
5: Yeah. People forget, and, and with the Triumph, every time I, I see one and I'm like, oh, you know what, I, I think I'm going to go buy that car. I remember, you know, that car had a crank in the trunk, and it was <laughs> there for a reason. Like, I used a crank all the goddamn time.
3: Hand crank so, to start the engine. Yeah. Hand crank. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
5: yeah. yeah, this a is 19- a car focus. almost 1960, and the car still had a hand crank. Yeah. yeah.
1: Just in case. I'm sure those electrics worked really good, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah. All
1: right. So, uh, Jay, before we take a break, uh, anything you want to plug other than the 24 com?
5: No, nah, you know what? I, I I've I've made your listeners listen to way too much. I'm not going to tax them with plumbing, but <laughs> plugging. But yeah, 24 twentyfourhourslevers.com. If they want to go there, I I apologize in advance.
1: <laughs> well,
3: uh, they can blame us for sending them there. There you go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, obviously, you can tell by the the two guys in the room. We've been big fans for since since the series started, and uh, we'll continue. Well, to be I appreciate that. As life goes on. Um, Excellent. So, uh, guys, on the on the uh, radio, we're going to take a break.
4: Hold on, now, before we take oh. a break, Vince, uh, Jay, this is producer Ben, and I've actually yep. never seen these guys race. And I'm just mm-hmm. wondering if you have any decent stories about Black Iron Racing and how big of an idiot they are. How big of an idiot <laughs> oh yeah, these two no, guys no, are? no, they
5: were they were the worst. In fact, I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Vince, but I'm pretty sure we just kicked their asses out. No, yeah,
1: well,
5: we, um, we so, kicked ourselves out a couple so, times. So, just to <laughs>
1: let you know, is that Black Iron Racing is the only team in the history of lemons to have won the I call it the triple crown of lemons. Okay, yes. we, we took the overall win in a race. We got the organizers. Uh, sorry, not the the, the people's, um, Cho- people's choice, people's choice, choice award yeah. in one race and then we got the people's curse.
5: That's true. Yeah, so, no, that's true, and and that is the only team to get the the people the, the the triple crown. And I have to say, I mean, we did tear their car apart with a skip loader. I'm pretty sure. No, no, and it was the they wrenches. Did actually bring it back and continue to race. It was the wrenches. So, it was
1: the wrench. Remember, the, the all the people came at us with um with wrenches. One hand tool.
5: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That was the angry mob penalty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we yeah. got. We. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to
1: point out when we got back out there, we didn't have brakes, but we went out there anyway.
5: <laughs> brakes are highly overrated. That's the <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, but if you're doing it
5: right, you're not using the brakes anyway. You wouldn't even know. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) All right, hey, uh, Jay, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And uh, when we get back, we're going to do some games.
0: You're listening to Daily Turismo Radio. week's blue glove tool review brought to you by DailyTurismo.com. open up
1: your wallets and break out your credit cards it's time for another daily turismo blue glove tool review and this next product you're actually gonna need your blue gloves it's a little bit of Meguiar's plastic X it is a plastic polisher for your headlights. If you have a modern car built sometime past about the 90s, uh, a lot of them have plastic headlights, and these things become yellowed and, and hazed over with time. Sometimes in a matter of months, other times in years, uh, and most of the time, people just drive around with these yellowed up headlights, and then they just sell the car because they, you know, they're they're so ugly uh there's a simpler solution you buy a, something called plastic x from amazon.com for about six dollars and fifty cents plus a few bucks shipping you can get plastic x directly to your door uh head over to a and click on the amazon affiliate link though and that way uh we'll make a few nickels when you get your plastic x but i just recently detailed my subaru i'm, I'm planning on selling it and it sounds like a terrible thing but i'm gonna sell a car and in the process of cleaning, I used some Plastic X um, and polished up the headlights to where they look like they're brand new. I can
3: vouch for that. I used it on Subaru headlights myself. Works great on taillights too. I'd recommend a microfiber cloth though.
1: Yeah, you don't want to just like rub it on with your face or your hands. You want to use a cloth and then polish up the microfiber. Microfiber Microfiber cloth. Polish up really good. And then uh, just go ahead and and do it. Um, But don't worry, we won't tell your wife about it.
0: Daily Turismo Radio.
1: Hey guys, that was uh, Jay Lamb talking to us for a good 35 minutes or so there. It was a uh, nice little interview. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. We talked about lemons, reminisced about the good old days. I
3: don't think we had time, but we want to say thanks a lot to Jay for uh, wasting his time on our radio show for a little while there. And I'd like to make fun of Vince, actually, for... That Blue Glove Tour review, um, he said that was Plastic X, that was. but it's, the name of the product is actually Plast <laughs> X. Get know, it? Because it's like the Plastics, Plast X. You get it? It's sort of like get SpaceX, but it? for your
1: headlights instead of no, rocket chips. No, it's actually not like that at all. I thought it was that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, you're, if the people want to call in, if the people, people want to call in, dude. And make fun of us, uh, area code four two four two six zero two eight two two. The lines are hot. We're ready for some yep. obnoxious uh, call-in people to tell us what we're doing wrong and are Or we're they, doing can, right. they
3: can be non-obnoxious
1: and That's they can just too, yeah. berate us for being obnoxious. That's fine. Or you can just call in and say, hi, 424 260
4: or they could call in and talk lemon, seeing as that's kind of the yeah. theme of the show. Yeah,
3: if you guys, anybody has a good lemon story, uh, you know, crash story or, or race glory story, anything like that, give us a call and we'll uh, we'll chat about it. Um, but uh, what what do we have next, Vince? What's the next uh, activity here? We've got another
1: awesome game, to game. By, game brought to you by. A game? A game brought to you by producer that? Ben. Okay. Over there in the Nixon mess. <laughs>
4: a game? What? All right. All right. Welcome. What are we playing today, Vince? You want to tell the audience what we're playing? The
1: game is Mr. Spectacular Representative of Pens. (laughs) (laughs) MSRP. I don't know.
4: (laughs) Oh, excellent. We're going to play the MSRP game. Excellent. (laughs) Okay. All right. So this is a new game. So bear with us. We're actually going to kind of wing it here. We're gonna learn as we go. Yeah, actually, yeah. So Vince and I were talking about new cars the other day because, well, actually, well, I think we ran out of other things to talk about.
3: Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's only so much time you can talk about <laughs> about uh, used cars. So no, it, old it actually cars, it so. had
4: to do with Vince. What was the post? I think it was a post on either Monday or Tuesday that you were talking about never buy a used car, or, a new car. I mean, no, and you gave out the, like on that was the, yeah, the yeah, coffee it was break. Coffee how break. How I don't
1: I don't hear myself. Anyway, um, that was the coffee break we from last week. And um, it was talking about why I'll never buy a new car again. And the bottom line is, I'm a cheapskate. But more importantly, the value you can get out of a good used car, whether it's a ten-year-old Lexus or a three-year-old Audi, uh, is just phenomenal compared to thirty-year-old a, yeah, uh, <laughs> a brand new yeah uh, 30 old Volvo, a brand new Volvo, for instance. Yeah. So, uh, we were then talking about how expensive new cars were. Yeah. And it brought us to. A game that uh Ben is going to to, to co walk us through. Okay, so so, gonna, so basically
4: yeah. this is what Vince and I discussed. Is that I'm gonna look up a brand new car right. and I'm gonna look up all the options like you know, um floor mats even so, you know, floor mats, chrome packages, everything. I'm going to give you guys the MSRP Chrome of this packages. car. I'm going to tell you yeah, I'm going to tell don't you like do that anymore. I'm, I'm going to tell you packages. You think they don't do no, that? No, they don't <laughs> do that. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh.
1: Nobody does that. It's got to be Lincoln or something. Somebody obviously somebody has not <laughs> bought it? a new does car Lincoln, in a while, c I mean, have a Broham <laughs> package too. I mean, come on. What is this
4: I mean, 1985? come on. What? That's broom. Bro. Uh, broom. yeah. So so first first before we get this just just to legitimize this game, when was the last time either of you bought a new car, like brand new, 2010? my wife's car in 2008. Wow, really? I'm actually surprised. Yeah. I thought for sure it would be sometime in like nineteen seventy two. Yeah, I, I, th- I thought it'd before be like before we, we I, I should thought it would be no.
1: Yeah. for me I bought a car new two thousand. I bought that was the last time I bought a a new car for me. For right. you. Yeah.
3: yeah. my two thousand ten was my wife's car, yeah. but I was there and, and helped and paid money for it. So yeah, I yeah. consider that so me buying. She
4: new got car. the car yeah. and it was yeah. Yeah, and we you paid got for the it. Car. Oh, we yeah. got the car. Yeah, nice. Uh-huh. Way to way to cover yourself there, Steve. And then we are going to get money back from <laughs> Volkswagen
1: when they buy it back. <laughs> I know you're going to make a you're going to make like a bandit with that yeah, car yeah. eventually.
4: someday. Okay. All right. So the first car, um, Vince. What do you want? Do you want the Do you want to know the engine size? Because I might give it away for you guys. Right no, away. no
1: engine size. Just hit no, us no. with the options, options and the MSRP, the total not, amount,
3: not specs, but features.
4: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Some of these, some of these have like unbelievably amount of features. Um, Not the standard features. Don't read that. No, no. Well, this is just like all the adjust. This is like well
3: the options packages. Yeah,
4: yeah. Because I did some with options packages. Okay. And some without. So just to kind of throw you guys a little bit. Hit us. So this first car, let's see, it has the way I the way I built it when I went online, it got the extra cargo tie down hooks, which didn't come with it. You know. I got the cargo storage area underneath the floor. I got the full length overhead console with storage bins. Full length with storage yeah. bins.
3: Sounding like a minivan. Overhead con yeah, it's overhead. got ten it's cup holders. Like a, yeah, well, mini-van. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's an American car for sure. But ten but, cup but, but, but I only
4: I, I only got the, the 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 regular radio package, just the digital clock with the C D player. Okay. So I didn't have no no, touch screen. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, nothing there. But um it's got Key operated front windows, so from your key remote, you yep. can yep. That's pretty common. You can do that, and um, this one it doesn't have the chrome package. cflow just the, to, to let you no know, no one has a chrome package Yeah, I, I got the the standard wheels. Okay. Um, and the MSRP is thirty eight thousand five hundred and ten dollars. And we have to guess. The and part. I'll what? give you guys a hint. What? All these cars were parked on the street as you guys pulled up. Hmm. Christo did you I guys see a town? There is no town and country on this.
3: Okay, trail. well, um, I was way see. to be observant. Honda Odyssey. No. Hmm.
4: It's see? it's a it's a mi- it's, it's a minivan van, for sure minivan. based on the thing. No? no, it's not a minivan. So then, it's, oh, it's uh, a f- crossover SUV. It's a pickup thing.
1: truck then with the uh, s- overhead console. Ten, not with ten cup holders. Oh, you're right. I mean, Think of in the bed maybe. Buick Enclave. <laughs> uh, what is that? What's the <laughs> big it's be um, American, Honda though, right? Pilot? No, that's Renault very close, more though. more expensive. To uh, to Highlander? Toyota Highlander?
4: Mm. No, if, if you go down four houses mm. on my same <laughs> side of the street, you will find... Well, I can't leave right now. Yeah, hold on. E- <laughs> wait, actually, yeah. No, Seaflo, can you carry the show while Vince goes <laughs> and cheats? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> actually, we won't really miss him that no, much. No, we won't. Um, um, are there any other clues? All right, uh, let me give you the engine. Okay. See if you guys can get it from okay. that. All right? It is... All right, the engine that I got, was, it's a 5.6 liter... Oh, it's 30, a 32-valve t- V8 Nissan, The big Nissan SUV, whatever that is, Armada. Armada. <laughs> that's hilarious. 5.6. Yeah. <laughs> 5.6. Yeah, Nissan's the only that's one okay. that has yeah. that. All yeah. right. Okay, so, 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 so that's, that's, okay, said, so this th- time, that's one 3. for 5. Vince.
1: If he said 3.5, th- they would have That could have been anything. Right, anything yeah. but the 5.6. Nissan.
3: Um, really? Titan. Ben, this yeah. time, tell us the car and the options and let us guess the MSRP. Okay. And whoever gets closer- to the MSRP without getting going over maybe prices right, right rules. let's try that one. Do you want to do prices right, right rules? Prices right rules, yep, okay. without
4: going over. All right. All right, we got a 2016 F150 okay. XL, okay? XL. Yes. Okay. So now that's these one are, of the, lower the, the options that I picked out were let's see. The option the options I'm I writing picked this down. out I'm writing all the stuff yeah. down.
3: <laughs> yeah, taking notes. <laughs>
4: all right, it was a spray-in bed liner, okay. Power sliding rear window with defrost. Um Box side steps because we're all getting old and you know you can't just hop over anymore. Okay. I got the backup trailer assist, extended range fuel tank because you know when Whoa. you when you're towing you know a trailer. you... Which engine? Are you gonna tell us which engine? The EcoBoost. He
1: has to tell us. Hold yeah.
4: on. take it easy, Vince. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> I know, jeez. LED side mirror spotlights because you know you got to be kind of, I don't know. I don't even know what that is. Like I, I really don't. don't know. LED yeah, side don't mirror spotlights. dual, dual glass folding mirrors, the power folding mirrors. Okay. Mm. Most mirrors are made of Eight- glass. I yeah. what <laughs> <You out. know. laughs> Thanks for for giving the, us. I glass don't know, glass that's, mirrors, that's what it says. Maybe it was a di- you know, maybe they have different no, they glass don't. mirrors. <laughs> Anyways, these are the power folding ones. Though. Okay. 18 inch aluminum heavy-duty wheel package. Okay. And whatever the LT275 all-terrain tires are. Do you want to know the interior or do is you Is it care? four-wheel
3: drive or two-wheel drive?
4: It is it is a let's see. It's a Super Crew. Super Crew? Okay. I don't yeah. even know. Is that like a Crew Cab? That's like a Crew okay. Cab. Yeah, that's an XL. little doors crew in the back? Cab. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, Or is that two doors? Real, big doors? Real okay. doors okay. in the back. All right, right. it was real for it's money then. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, but it's an um,
3: XL. It's so a lo- lower trim.
4: Yeah.
2: It's
3: not it's got leather. The,
4: it's got the uh, the 3.5 liter V6 EcoBoost engine. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Six speed automatic. Six speed, okay. Yeah, okay. And the interior options I got, I got the cloth seats. Yeah. I got the Sirius XM radio because you know how I'm a big fan of Sirius XM. Go ahead and call us Sirius XM. We'd love to be on any of your channels. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I got cruise control, the integrated trailer brake, and vinyl flooring. Vinyl flooring. Wow. Yes. Really? You really sprung Dude, the for this 80s. one. Dude, I got okay. like 80s in an apartment or something.
3: Cloth yeah, this is, vinyl this is a hard flooring. one because it's mechanically high spec, but interior-wise, it's low spec.
1: But, but if those are not packages, you could pay a lot per individual option. Sure. That but what, like what I'm
3: saying is that it has a lot of options, and it has yeah, mechanically and, and, and has and a lot. But well,
4: I could let, let me also let you know that I got the heavy duty. According to the to what Ford says, I got the heavy duty payload package, max trailer tow package, power equipment group and Equipment Group 101, oh. a discount. Okay, so, so we're
1: going to write down we're write them, them down Because otherwise, we're just, the first person that goes to uh, we'll go
3: a yeah. dollar above the next guy. <laughs> yeah. It'd be stupid. Yeah, we're going to write these right down, down, and our we're numbers. Fold them up, and we're going to give them to you, right?
4: Oh, no, we'll just... Actually, listen. no, no, oh, you, we'll can just just you can just show okay. We'll just write it down, though. All right, so I, I, I need to find some sort of other music here because you guys are like... Dun, dun, okay, dun, I got it. Dun, dun, I'm done. Okay. All right, you're done before I could find music? All right. Yep, that's correct. All right. Okay. Seaflo? Cflow, go ahead and read. Since Vince is up one nothing because he got okay. the other one.
3: My, the MSRP, I'm going to guess, is
1: $48,500, and it's written right here.
4: Vince?
1: I'm going to guess $50,500. Oh. So you
4: guys are both going to be surprised and maybe take a trip to your Ford dealer <laughs> <laughs> when okay. you find out the actual MSRP on this vehicle I described is $39,040. Wow, 39 oh, man. So that means Cflow is the know, winner. Seaflo. No, we both went over. We, we both, both went lost. over. Price is right. I know, but-, but well, I'll give it to him. Give it to I'm him. I'm you know seat what? Seat
1: oh. Give it to him. That was because right. you're right. It was. We we shouldn't have had. We should just have closest. That's it.
3: Closest.
1: <laughs> yeah. closest. it you. Is to call.
2: Thank you. Okay. Thank you.
1: All right. I Are still wouldn't you. buy that. I would buy a 1972. There's an F100 that's on daily yeah. Prismo. That was three thousand bucks. Yeah. Or that's buy a,
3: or an '86 Toyota pickup for twenty one hundred dollars, like I did.
1: Right. And I would I would have twelve pickup trucks in my driveway before I have one. Or Brand just one pickup truck
3: and all the money you saved to go do whatever you want with. Or 12 right? pickup trucks. <laughs> but, but you don't have 12 pickup trucks. So how many you, cars do you have right now? No, no. no, I'm, no, say, no I'm, I'm just making a point. You. I'm making a point. You don't have 12 pickup trucks, so therefore you wouldn't. <laughs> you're making this point Just like, because I don't doesn't mean I wouldn't. No, but you wouldn't because clearly you haven't. Have you but ever owned a pickup, Vince? No, he hasn't. So A pickup truck? So this is yeah. all- You're no, not even a real man. This is all BS anyway. Right? Because he's talking about, oh, yeah, this he's is what been, I would do. Yeah, But he wouldn't do that because clearly exactly. he would have already done that by now. Right? So that doesn't make sense, though. That you, you have no frame of if reference for this, Vince. If
1: you would have said... If <laughs> you like a child said, who wanders yes. into a movie to, and wants to know what... To um, Neil Armstrong when he was a kid. <laughs> he's Since you've never walked on the moon, you're never going to walk on the moon. That's nonsense. You've never walked on the moon before. No, but what's
3: stopping you from going and buying 12 pickup trucks right now? Uh, a, a wife and three kids. Yeah, see. I don't. I'm just like. Well, you, know. you can
4: get rid of the three kids. You can stop there at the wife Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
3: All right. We're we so, gonna do so this again. All right. So you're, you're tied Another at one. Round. So so we so, okay, so we could do one more.
4: So you want to know? So so you want me to give you? You guys want to guess the car, or do you want to guess the? We'll do the price. We again. have to guess
3: the car and the
4: price. You give us nothing. <laughs> Actually, th- we can save that for the last <laughs> car because <laughs> you guys will both get the last car. Um. Uh, huh. All right. So this one, I, I got. If we do I, the car guessing,
1: we got to be more orderly because we were just like throwing it out there, and it was yeah. Like, it's yeah, going to be like my turn, and, and then I'm your gonna turn. win yep. a competition of just spinning random phrases right. out. Alright, well, we'll
4: we'll save the guessing the car Sorry. for Ben's spectacular specs. So we'll we'll keep this with guessing the price. Alright, yeah, okay. like that. Yeah. So that this is a 2016 Rav Four Limited. Okay. it's oh. an all-wheel drive, 2.5 liter four-cylinder engine with six-speed automatic. It comes in metallic gray. It's got ash softex trim for its interior. Okay. Accessories are let's see. It's got all. What did I get on this one?
3: If anyone wants to call in and interrupt this game, yeah, Two eight two two. The only
4: thing extra I got on this was was the was the alloy wheels. Okay. Uh, the body side moldings. Mm. The Pony door. Style. The door edge guards because you need those, oh, especially yeah. in Gardena. I got the paint protection film because you know, again we're in Gardena. And then I got the rear bumper package and roof racks because well everything. It doesn't come with roof rack racks. standard? Roof rails. Apparently not. Mm-hmm. No, oh, well crossbars, yeah, roof rack crossbars.
3: Not the crossbars. The That's rails. What, I
4: don't know. I guess the crossbars don't oh, come standard.
3: Oh, So you got the crossbars extra. Okay, got yeah. it.
4: So oh and okay. I got the all weather floor liners because once again I have kids. Oh and a first aid kit because you never know. So hmm. since CFLO won last time, Vince, I'll let you go first. Have you written down your answer?
3: No. <laughs>
4: Sorry, <laughs> I'm gonna wait till you say yours. I <laughs> mean, no. you could.
1: Um, okay.
4: All right, C-Flow. You, since you're going, actually, Vince, what do you got?
1: I got twenty six thousand nine hundred eighty seven
3: dollars. And c I wrote down twenty eight thousand nine hundred dollars.
4: Wow, both of you are gonna be surprised and stay away from your <laughs> Toyota dealers, because <laughs> the MSRP of the 2016 Rav Four Limited. With all the options we just mentioned, is thirty-seven thousand five hundred twelve dollars
3: for a Rav
4: Four. Okay, Vince, talk about new cars.
3: Okay, I, well, <laughs> I'd like to say that I win that round because I got closer.
1: Clearly, so so, uh, and and I I bought a Rav Four, yeah. my wife's car, in two thousand and eight, and that thing cost like twenty-two thousand.
3: Yeah, but you didn't get all the extra crap. Yeah,
1: right? but but that was it was the four cylinder and the, the options you mentioned. It's the big. There's a V6 available. There's there's a hybrid. Not version, anymore.
3: Now it's only four cylinder now.
1: But but there's a hybrid version and then adds yep. a bunch to the MSRP and the same with um, uh, things like you can get the leather seats and you can get the rear. Yeah, so I don't understand how up.
3: how this version it was somehow thirty seven thousand. It must be
1: the limited. Must add a bunch of more stuff that we he don't added
3: know. a bunch of crap. He was not a smart car buyer. That's
2: <laughs>
1: no, this is. Typical. So
3: this illustrates Vince's point, is that, that the value you get for that vehicle is not $37,000 worth, right? No. The value you get is 22000 maybe. Yes. I don't know.
1: And I'd like to put out that I would go out and buy a
4: 2008 RAV4 in 2008. I would like to point out that c is yeah. way better <laughs> at this game than you, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I actually ahead. haven't heard a thing you're talking about, about about new cars. What? I mean, I'm still going to go buy a new car. I just... I don't believe you. If if you have to one, buy well, something
3: new-ish, go, get like a three-year-old. Yeah, that, well, that's also pre-owned. what I was
4: telling him. I was talking to him when we were talking about this. I'm like, why wouldn't he, you know, Vince advocates buying like a 10-year-old car. Yeah. Right. I said, why don't you just go get like a three-year-old car that's going to cause you less headaches. So,
3: if, if you have a family, I think that what makes sense is get... Your primary family car should be a three-year-old car that ha- that's still has a warranty, certified pre-owned, nothing wrong with it, take it to the dealer and get, gets free service, all that good stuff. If you need a second car that you drive to work or you do whatever with, then go buy a ten year old car or older for that.
1: That's no, what I'd makes say sense that if you have a family and any of your kids are handicapped, then yes you go buy your newish car. But if your kids can walk, <laughs> then they can walk a home from wherever it is that you are. Yeah, but in your 1982 I, Toyota Corolla that you got for three hundred dollars. I understand dollars. that builds
3: character and that makes good
1: stories. <laughs> but good, don't th- air conditioning is not needed. Get, Where we live, we don't need air conditioning. No. Come on, we live like a, you know a couple of miles from the beach. They get Pirates grumpy. Gets. People get grumpy though. You gotta yeah, avoid uh, the, yeah, exactly. Avoid As the grump. Vince called yeah. me and people. told me
4: to turn on the air conditioning people. in the studio at one o'clock <laughs> today. Because yeah. we were going on at seven, yeah. calls it one. Make sure Six the air conditioning's on. Exactly, get it nice and chilly
3: in there. And it's what, like it's like seventy-two in here. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's, it's not nice like, in here. Come on. No, I'm saying it's nice, but it's not like it's frigid cold. It's true. Uh, so it didn't. I don't know if it actually the AC doesn't feel like it's on right now.
4: It's on. <laughs> <laughs> kind of hot.
3: We should just be glad that we have an air-conditioned studio. So so I completely
4: agree with c that that you should get a three-year-old car, (laughs) not a not a ten-year-old car, Vince. I think you're an idiot. If
1: you want to, okay. So so, if
3: you're a single person and you can you can occasionally ride the bus or take or ride your bike or whatever, then yeah, go ahead and buy a crummy old ten-year-old car. So. So I, so, Honestly,
4: also, your point was that you need to be able to tinker with cars learn yeah, how to tinker yeah, with yeah. cars is what Vince for said sure. and No, I'm that's like, good. I don't want to learn to tinker with cars. No, I want, should, the though. only thing I want to do is put the key in the ignition right, You know what
1: start it and we drive. gotta get KBZ on the air Okay, cuz KBZ is a guy who was buying he had like two um, Like 15 year old cars that he didn't pay much for a couple, couple yeah. thousand he bucks had for a each car. BMW 540i <laughs> and the Roadmaster. Wagon. and he didn't do any tinkering of his own he just Finds a local mechanic who he knows and he can trust, yeah, and then mechanic takes care, of, takes care of everything. And at the end of the day, for him, it wasn't so much about the cost; it was about his enjoyment of the cars. Yeah, and he likes the direct and more mechanical feel of older cars, and the newer cars where everything's drive by wire, electric power assisted steering, and and the well, things. Well, and that,
3: also he got to buy two big. V8 cruisers for very little money, and if he went out and bought a brand new car, he could get maybe you know a four cylinder Kia for the amount of money he spent.
4: Right, but, right? but it wasn't the money. It was We're talking the about experience. KB's, KB's no, Z is no. not your normal guy. But that's
3: what I'm saying. The experience. I didn't say that. <laughs> the experience. You could still go buy a very nicely driving big V8 cruiser. You know what? And spend a whole you know lot what? more doing it. That's they're all.
1: Uh, does BMW even offer a manual on their five series anymore? Um, pretty much sure no, they're all Sorry, that's true.
3: Yep, and they're And all there's autos. no more. And there's no they're more start, naturally stop. aspirated. They're all turbocharged now.
1: There's undefeatable traction control. Yep. And there's CAN bus throughout the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, that's true. No, so I, I you, understand. I hate to sound like some kind of curmudgeon.
3: No, but there's what? there's a sweet OBD spot in cars one. where that's my where that's my sweet spot. <laughs> there's a sweet spot where <laughs> we're gonna talk <laughs> about OBD Ben. Carburetors have no, gone no away. right? we did that right? once before. Yeah, carburetors are terrible. No I more carburetors. You've got electronic port injection. You've got electronic ignition. You've got modern reliability. Pretty modern engine design. Modern ish. <laughs> but you don't have all this mandatory traction control mandatory automatics etc can bus you're right there is that sweet spot and i think it's probably like 1990 80 well let's say 88 to like um i don't know 2005 ish
1: yeah, and like early an 2000s. airbag, late you know, '80s to early 2000s. An I airbag think. in front of the driver's wheel, and maybe by the passengers, one thing. But yeah. nowadays, they have these curtain airbags, and the sides, and the well. The, I mean, the, when I roll the car, like I do, you know, every every week yeah. or two, <laughs> the damn things go off, and you wind up spending thousands of dollars to replace them. They're in the yeah. seats. It's it's it's. Well, it's if you a get t boned
3: hard, you're you're riding off that ten year old car anyway, right? So it doesn't matter if an airbag goes off or not. If the airbag goes yeah. off, it, it reduces your injury, and that's a good thing. The extra cost, I mean, oh well. Does
1: it? What if it's a Takata airbag? Yeah, I would say, what if you're in business <laughs> STI, okay. you know? Yeah. <laughs> this is a valid point. Of
4: metal fragments in your face. It's just yep. a couple. You yeah, know, you may get lucky. They might miss. Mm-hmm. They'll be all right.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I read that that's actually a problem in, in humid environments where the, uh, the little clock spring and some little metal components inside the airbag will actually rust and corrode and I think and you sail. read too much sea flow yeah, that's probably
4: true. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of which, when we get back, we're about to take a break. But what do we got when we get back from the break, Vince? What What do we got?
1: We are gonna do. Come on, C-Flow's news. because it's his and then news from the website.
4: Are we sure? It's because it's C-Flow's. First, it's, we'll do
1: it's C-Flow's news. Are you sure?
4: It's not Ben's, it Ben's news. Are you sure? It's not Ben's version of C-Flow's news. It's his news.
3: Yes, that's fine. Whatever.
4: I'm not talking to you guys.
3: Go, go <laughs> in your corner. You' <laughs> sulk in your corner.
1: Play with your knobs. (laughs) We're taking a break, guys.
3: Hello, Daily Turismo listeners. Now that the British country, otherwise known as the United Kingdom, has left the European Union, we would like to announce that European Motorworks, sponsor of Daily Turismo Radio, is no longer known as European Motorworks. They are now British Motorworks. And no longer will they be servicing Volkswagen engines. They will be Working on Jaguar engines, Land Rover, Aston Martin, Mini, all these good British brands. If you need any hard parts or machining services, engineering as we call it, if you need a specialist to make you a bespoke assembly, pop round to European, I mean British Motor Works on Prairie Avenue in Hawthorne, California. Call it, ring him up at 1-800-722-8678, toll free in the U.S. If you're in jolly old Britain, however, there might be a small charge. That's European Motorworks, or visit EuropeanMotorworks.com. And God save the Queen. And also tell him DT Radio sent you.
0: Daily Turismo Radio.
1: Hey radio listeners, we're back. We're still on the air here. Uh, 424-260-2822. Let me check, let me check.
4: Yeah, we, yeah okay, yeah, we still are still on the aware, air. So <laughs> we're <laughs> good. Okay, this is good.
1: <laughs> if you want to call and yell at us, if, they, if anyone's listening, 424-260-2822. Seaflow. Uh,
4: yes, that's me. You got some news for us? You got some news? Hold some on, hold on, let me see if I got a drop for Seaflo's news. Oh, wait, since it's his news, I don't have a drop. Seaflo, <laughs> did you bring a drop? Did you Did you turn down my microphone? I can't. I can't, I can't really.
1: even hear him either. No, you're okay. I can hear myself.
3: Okay, there we go. Why don't you right. try turning up your headphones? I Vince? did, I just did. Okay, I'm good now. Okay, so for Seaflo's news, which is Seaflo's yeah. news, not Ben's news.
4: I can give you a ticker here.
3: No, this isn't 60 nights
4: Tonight on Seaflo's news. No. Wow.
3: That's been done. That's been done. We don't want that. Um, so the first big bit of news is that I,
4: I got this one for you.
3: Don't interrupt my news segment man.
1: What an idiot
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was
3: just getting started. You gotta let me do my news segment. The okay, producer is supposed to produce the show not interrupt the I, host. Are you gonna talk about Brexit? The, the co-host Wait. is supposed to let the co-host <laughs> read his news segment not interrupt.
4: I don't understand. <laughs> I know you don't. That's why I'm, I'm explaining I'm it. extremely confused. Ben <laughs> do you understand what he's talking about? I just know it's his news Vince. Let him go. Okay, float. Okay, so first story.
3: First story is 24 Hours of Le Mans, the most dramatic finish in all of racing history forever and ever, amen, uh, when Toyota's LMP1 car was about to win and then failed on the second-to-last lap. And um, I would just like to point out there was some there was some, um,
4: I speculation. Say, wait, don't, don't
3: they run a Garrett Turbo in that car? They
1: <laughs> it wasn't turbo failure in that car it was, was not it? a
3: turbo fa- i would like to point out that okay. this was not a turbo failure <laughs> okay, interesting. that killed the car um they, me, act- man. they actually they actually uh, re- released a uh, statement that explained why the why the car lost power and that was that the boost control fitting on the pipe between the turbo and the intercooler broke and there was a boost leak and they lost control of their wastegate basically is what happened so You think, well, why is that such a big deal? You know, the car should be able to keep going and, yeah, you know, finish the race. Well, the thing about these modern LMP1 cars, Le Mans prototype, top-of-the-line cars, is that they are fuel flow restricted by the rules. So there's a limit of 80, I think it's 80 kilograms per hour of fuel that they can burn. And so what that does is that forces them to run super, super lean. And we're talking, like, close to 20 to 1 air-fuel ratio under full load in a gasoline engine. And so in order to do that...
1: Stoichiometric is about 14.7? Yeah.
3: In order to do that, you have to... you, (laughs) Ben, I'm going somewhere with this, man. Uh,
4: Okay, but, like, I was told there was no math involved in this show.
3: I didn't... No one ever said that. (laughs) So what, what I'm getting at is that boost will actually go down as the engine revs up. And if your boost control system fails, it maybe boost stays the same, but your, now your air fuel ratio gets leaner and leaner and leaner as the engine revs up. And in this case, that's not going to cause big problems, but what it is going to do is reduce power down to almost nothing. So that's what happened is you could see the car losing power. The driver said, I don't know what's going on. The car suddenly slower. They, he drove all the way around to the front straight and actually parked in f- as close as he could to the to the Toyota pits, and they did a live reflash of his ECU wirelessly while he was sitting there, and they programmed that out and and tried to do a you know less severe limp, limp home mode where he could finish the final lap without um, well so Lamont losing the race doesn't
1: it doesn't matter wait a second how wait a second it it's not on, like you're on. trying to finish the lap you're just trying to race the, the more laps right
3: well they so he had more laps but well but, he had more and, time on the clock right Porsche had already passed them. So they weren't going to win, but they have to finish the final lap that they're on. The what? When the.
1: No, 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 not no! No,
3: it's final not the final lap. lap. Oh, okay. Um. Anyway, what ended up happening was they did that. They did that last lap too slowly, and therefore didn't get qual- uh, classified at all as finishing the race. It's as if they didn't even show up with that car.
0: What?
4: Yeah. So okay, you look it up. You, you, yeah.
3: Anyway,
0: the but, but, the, but the one
4: thing I love about your news, CFO is who won the race.
3: Porsche won the race. Okay, well,
0: Porsche. you
4: know, you, you know, I understand. But that's Toyota not the big eating. story.
3: The the big story <laughs> is the most dramatic finish in motorsports history, <laughs> which is what happened. And it was not a turbo failure. People are very quick to point out that a turbo car had a turbo failure when they yeah. don't actually understand what's going on. I think
4: I actually read that somewhere that it was, or actually maybe you shared it on something. It Did was, you share it on social media.
3: Jalopnik posted something yeah. that said it might be due to a turbo failure, and I want to give our our uh, <laughs> our buddy Patrick George. <laughs> Some crap about that because okay it could it might have been listening call in it might have been a lot of things it might have been Martians you know beaming down and and screwing with the ECU it might have been a flat tire it might have been a ton been, of other things It could have
1: been Peter Thiel so suing the, yeah
3: exactly so they published this speculative article about how it might have been a turbo failure well it it wasn't so let's you know. Let's try to understand a little bit. as Can we, can we blame it on the economic collapse as, from Brexit? As journalists, as journalists let's try to understand what's going on you,
4: you sound genuinely hurt that they blame the turbo. <laughs> I, I
3: am. I take it very personally for a very good reason. <laughs> um,
4: okay, what's story number two, Ciflo?
3: Story number two is that the Ford GT won their class at Le Mans.
4: <laughs> can we get to Brexit? Uh,
3: no. Yep, that's next, actually. Okay, here we go. So <laughs> the UK voted to leave the European Union... Uh, today actually it was earlier today and prime minister no let's not no, no golf clap for this um prime minister david cameron resigned as a result of this the pound sterling plummeted versus the euro and the dollar um all these terrible things uh but it is a good time to go buy a car in the uk or it will be soon um as the pound keeps plummeting
4: do you think it will though i don't i honestly don't think it will i I think it'll rebound fairly quickly
3: yeah, but what it, if it doesn't? Then you know, keep an eye on it. What I'm saying is, keep an eye on it. Go, go over there and and buy your your classic British car that you've always wanted but haven't been able to afford because of the exchange rate. So,
4: uh, what are you gonna go buy? Um, <laughs>
3: uh, if you're gonna go
4: over there and buy a car, buy buy a classic. Oh, you know uh, what are what you, what do you uh, think? I'm, gonna, I'm no. gonna tell you, first generation Lotus Elise. You couldn't
1: yeah. get them in the United States, Vince. You still can't afford that, no, you, no, you they're even extremely the cheap. A few thousand pounds, you can pick one up. A few, yeah, those a few are those quid. are good. Yeah, I'm trying to think car. of something that's but, not but, super but Vince, expensive. But but a beat out a rusted out MGB. I, would, I mean like
3: You know seriously. what I would get is uh You can
1: get MGBs here though. You can't get them. You, I would no, get a I would get, get a out.
3: an <laughs> old rear wheel drive Ford Escort, which they never sold here. They only sold them in England. They were really good like rally cars. You They're kind the, of like a Datsun 510.
1: You can get a Mercury Capri version here though, right? same but car th- no that's that's a german <laughs> ford not a british ford oh sorry yeah totally different
3: thing. ford escort not capri <laughs>
1: that is a ford oh, sorry, the, the capri was the yeah capri sorry yeah that was different my bad um should never i got born. no idea anyway so about. don't you have a wah-wah-wah
4: it's also oh, probably i think i do
3: i think it's a good time to go take a but vacation i don't have
4: eyes i can't find it
3: it's a, it's a time a good time to go take a vacation in the uk and visit our friend um uh, who lives who on neptune
4: oh yeah right <laughs> It will be the time. We can't say cheap. where he lives,
3: it's cheap. Um, but it is cheap to go there. And we may actually end up, my wife and I, if we get money back from Volkswagen from Dieselgate, we might use it to go on vacation in the UK. So we're going to take money from Germany and give it to England.
1: Can we have a hard out for the news, or is it <laughs> just go on forever? <laughs> no, it actually,
3: just goes on forever. No, we'll, um, we'll, the last we'll, story we'll, on Seaflow's news <laughs> is <laughs> wait,
4: wait, wait. wait, 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 wait this is the third story. Whoa, whoa, I whoa, thought, whoa, Well, this is the fourth story, really, because uh, if we count the GT. We There's no rule blast. that
3: it had to had to be three stories. Um, I just wanted to say, <laughs> speaking of our friends in Britain,
4: I, I like this. This is good.
3: Former <laughs> BBC Top Gear host James May, oh. he has a new show on the BBC, which is kind of surprising. You I, think, well, I those guys left was, the BBC. Yeah, I thought
4: that he was going to be with the new Amazon. Yeah, he,
3: show. and he is. He's on that show. He's not with Top Gear anymore, but he does have a show on the BBC that's new, and it's called James May's Cars of the People, and it's actually I so think so. He's
4: it's, become a communist.
3: No, I think it's my it's actually my favorite new car related show and it's, you know, it's an hour long and it's an analysis of one or two cars in the industry or, you know, car industries like, you know, Japan or Germany after the war. I miss um, my
4: huge nerd drop. I really yeah, do. You, are a, you are a huge nerd. How's that?
3: That's good. It's Triumph the Insult Comic <laughs> Dog. Um, but he goes really in depth into why certain common cars were either really successful or why they failed miserably, like Mustang 2, for example, that was one of them. The and, Mustang
1: 2 actually sold extremely well.
3: Yeah, but, I mean, why it was a terrible car. That's, oh, that's yeah, yeah. what I he's analyzing, that. like, okay, here's here's the Toyota Celica, the first-generation Celica that didn't really sell that, that well. It sold okay, and that's regarded as a classic now, and that's kind of idolized. And you compare it to its competition, Ford Mustang 2, which is, it was terrible. And he had these groups of guys in it. He had uh, groups of Ford factory workers that built the Mustang 2 in the 70s, in the back of a Mustang too, And they drove around Detroit talking about the problems with Detroit and what happened there and why it collapsed and why cars were so crappy. And then he did the same thing in Japan with three Japanese dudes who worked for Toyota in Toyota city. <laughs>
1: There's but no way those guys talk bad about Toyota. Yeah. No, those no, guys, no. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, hurry, no. They, were, I mean, yeah. And he was asking them. they would him, literally, they would commit harikari before they no, would yeah, say yeah, bad yeah. word about Toyota. It's like in their.
4: <laughs> but dialogue. it was great that was it, the it, finale was... of the show, though, Vince. That was like <laughs> he, had, he had to
3: he had to talk to them through an interpreter, but the interpreter was the translator was in a different car, so they were talking over the radio, to try to translate what the guy next to him said, and it was it was really confusing.
4: <laughs> so it's... you you watched the show? Yeah, it was good. Yeah,
3: it was good it's it's not nearly as crazy or over the top as top gear but it's like if you're really into like the history of the auto industry and you enjoy dry british sense of humor it's a really good show
4: so speaking of top Gear, gears have you given the new top gear a chance now that we're like four weeks in have you seen the episodes
3: we talked about that last time Well,
4: i know well we only talked about the first episode but that was the first two actually the first the second episode is, uh, is the one i caught the where they did the off-road challenge going up to the top of a mountain in africa did you happen to catch that one? Yeah, South Africa. The, yeah, yeah, with the SUVs. That, that was yeah. actually a good episode. I was surprised at how good yeah. that, that, that 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 was. I mean, that wasn't maybe as good as I the mean, old look, ones, they, But yeah. Certainly, it certainly held its own as a car show. No, no
3: single host that they have now is as good as Jeremy Clarkson <laughs> yeah. was, and and I don't think there's any reason to expect that. But I think. But it's as a show good. overall, it's yeah, yeah it's still, I, still I, pretty good. Exactly. Well, I, I the same agree. production quality. But right? Vin, Vince won't even give
4: it a chance. Vince was literally like, I want to. He was almost cursing me out. Well, him i to watch it. What I'm
3: saying is. It's, it's always going to look great, but it's still an entertaining show. Like you turn it on, you don't feel like oh this is this is utter garbage. I'm going to turn so, it yeah. off. So H-
1: here's 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 what I feel. I feel it's very similar, like a, a parallel to when the Dukes of Hazard went off the air and they came back on with Vance and Koi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so seaflow so, so <laughs> uh, and, Vance. <laughs> and Vance. Yeah, re- I'm not. Yeah, ca- yeah I'm it not is ca- similar no. to that. <laughs> it is
3: similar to that, but I would say that. Those shows were unwatchable, and this one is actually still entertaining. That's uh, the difference.
1: They were unwatchable. By the way, The Dukes of Hazard is a is a, a a classic piece of Americana, right? A it's slice a, of Americana. It's, it's a, a fantastic, piece of my
3: childhood. Yeah, sure. it's a fantastic
1: yeah. show. And when they brought back Coy and Vance, it just was oh, really it it. strange yeah. and weird. You know, who are these people? And why well, are and they had the General Lee too. Right, and, and they looked like them, but they weren't. And it was yeah. Like well, a, that was
3: odd. And at right. least they're not. They, at this least is, they didn't hire three probably, guys that look like the old yeah, three guys, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, th- that's sure. the thing. Yeah. Is, yeah,
4: they're they're not trying to be the old show. It's, it's just a, it's a car show. It's a good car show. Yeah, you know, it, and they, they it, had it, no choice. St- you I know what? Say, well, see, what that old Duke's a Hazard show could not stand on its own merits. This show absolutely can. That's, uh, that's fair. So
1: Top Gear didn't have Daisy Duke. Okay, <laughs> okay <laughs> I'd like to point that out to you. Just just that right then and there, we're, yeah. we're done. Okay, you ready? Just right, just, just bring me out. Just drop us out. We're done.
4: What is this?
0: This is the final lap. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is the final lap on Daily Turismo Radio.
4: So today for the final lap, Vince, what do we have? We have um, something that's it's the final lap,
1: but it's actually from the website. Oh. It's so, two and one. It's two and one. Um, so I'd like to do the car of the week from DailyTurismo.com. Okay. Take and it away, dude. <laughs> so uh, my pick for car of the week is a Stop car it. that was... Uh, tip from Mr. Dude. J. Cav. How long is this bloody truck the line? Turn that off. <laughs> <Are> you... <laughs> We're gonna
3: take that board away from you. <laughs> Seriously, it's really. We're annoying. gonna
1: put him in a different room from us. Uh, it's a 1993 BMW M5 with the S70 B56 V12 swap that CFLO rode up. Yeah, is a fantastic automobile. It's this E34 M5, which is the older one. It's the older body style, um, but it's got this crazy 500 horsepower v not No. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh it's got a v12 in it. Yes. 5.6 liter v12.
2: Yep.
3: From it's the like 380, 380 yeah. horsepower. Yeah.
1: Sorry. I am I'm, I'm I'm reading the You're exaggerating. Yeah. Um but but it's got this crazy big v12 in it and uh it's it's not a purist car because it doesn't have the original inline 6 and, and, yeah. and it's but it's it's going to be fun. It was well done. Yeah, it looked nice and it's going it's it, to be fun. It still looked stock, which
3: was great. I mean, it was kind of a sleeper. In that you'd think it was a stock one, but it's not. Yep.
1: What are you laughing? It even had the the different color.
4: I'm laughing at how excited you guys got over over <laughs> this segment. I could tell because I'm like I'm now I'm like re- trying to hurry to adjust knobs. So we oh, we're talk talking loud. too loud. We're getting. But it was. It we're was, guys, like, all fired it's up. It's awesome. This is Fired up yeah. about this car. It was a really
1: cool car, but obviously that's not the car I'd buy because, you know, <clears throat> it's me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to buy this, uh, Al wrote up, one of our new riders uh, wrote up a truck. He says, you need a truck. And it's a 1970 Ford F100 offered for $3,300 in Alhambra. And it's got this crazy kind of mango over sort of, It's it, it looks like the two different colors the mango goes through as it ripens. Mm-hmm. Paint job. It's got sort of two-tone paint job. Yep. And it's just a single cab. Not uncommon, Classic. in Hamber
4: actually, Vince.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, single, single <laughs> McDonald's colors. 100 Yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> you know, I, and it, it just for 3,300 dollars. I, I don't think you could go wrong. It had a five liter V8 in there. It was a cool car. Yeah, very cool. And uh, there's your chance
4: to actually own a truck, Vince. You know. Man, yeah. You really want me to buy a truck? Put your money
1: where your mouth yeah, is. Come on. I, I have was, a truck. The Roadmaster is my truck. You <laughs> throw so much stuff in the back of that thing. That's yeah. That's a valid point. It's body on frame, V8, rear wheel drive. What about you, C-Flow? What was your truck of the week? Uh,
3: truck of the week was actually a truck, um, but it was a converted one. It was the uh, the 2004 Jetta TDI that was converted yeah. into TDI a pickup. Mino. The TDI mino, yeah, TDI mino, yeah. Which is a it's a kit that's made by this company called Smythe or Smith, S M Y T H. I don't know if it's Smythe. pronounced Smythe, um, but it's like 3,500 dollars for this kit. And you can find one of these Jetta's for you know two grand in running condition. So for fifty five hundred dollars plus some paint and some extra materials, you've got this little like Caddy style pickup. And uh, by Caddy, I mean Volkswagen Caddy, not right, yeah. Cadillac. Uh, ben knew that. It's got fiberglass bedsides. It's got an <laughs> I thought, aluminum aluminum I thought I was talking bed. talking like cat, like meow. Did you see like... this thing, Ben? <laughs> I think even Ben. Yeah,
4: actually no, I was on the yeah. They, I saw, I saw yeah. that earlier. So it, it reminded me of when we were talking about the Brats a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's kind of a
3: Brat, but it's lowered and it's a TDI Jetta, so it's going to get super mileage, right? Um and my idea was Legally? Mhm. Yeah, no, this is a pre-dieselgate Jetta, okay. so yeah, it's legal. Uh my idea was let's crowdsource one of these for Daily Turismo. Let's let's Can't buy flip. a a crummy old Jetta and let's buy the $3500 Smith kit. Maybe we can get them to sponsor us if they're listening, um, or we can just crowdsource the whole amount. Before, and, we'll, before, and I'll I'll put it together, and we'll drive it around for a little while, and then we'll give it away.
4: I think that'd be fantastic. But before we crowdsource anything, we should probably get a phone call. We, sh- we probably happen.
3: should. <laughs> so if you think that this is a terrible idea, if you think it's the best thing you've ever heard, give us a call.
4: If you're listening and just want to check, can you just check this? Just if make our- sure that oh. our phones work,
3: yeah. 424-260-2822. That's 424-260-2822.
4: And do it quick, because we're only going to be here about yeah. another two and or if, three minutes. If so. we answer, that means yeah. you're
3: live on the air. <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs>
3: so we're going to sit here and wait in silence until so, someone calls. So, so, so is no, that I'm the kidding. car you would buy, c Um No. Because, <laughs> because I, there
4: has to be a Volvo no. On, on. No, oh, it was <laughs> not a Volvo this
3: time. <laughs> but what I will say is that I the wouldn't Z- buy be- that one because I want to crowdsource the, that one.
1: The Z28 uh, Beetle thing? Nope, uh.
3: nope. The 1980 Porsche 924 Turbo. What? That was sweet. I would buy that because that I – That
4: was the one I was actually going to pick.
3: I still I still prefer the 944 styling and, you know, the later engine, more power, blah, blah, blah. 944 is a better car for sure. Um, but those are getting kind of – those are riding the Porsche wave of appreciation now. And I think the 924 is still, you know, is still budget. It's still, a, a you know, a cheap car. And they made a turbo version and this one was in really good shape it was brown with like a brown interior okay so that's not great but it was in good condition that's, and, that's actually uh, why i was
4: that's kind of why i wanted
3: it it's yeah it's it's bidding for only 3500 yeah, $3, dollars it's mm-hmm. on ebay it's in wisconsin
4: yeah, it was a ups porsche i think yeah it yeah. i think
3: it, it said it was originally beige or tan mm-hmm. and they repainted it a yeah. dark metallic brown like a root beer brown mm-hmm. but i think it works i mean that i don't i normally don't like the 924 but i liked that one and I would give it a chance because it's still a good value. So I think if if there is still a daily Turismo Porsche, it's nine twenty four. It's nine twenty four, yeah. And it's the first generation Cayenne because those things are dirt cheap. Really? Yeah. I mean, so like cheap, early two yeah, thousands right. yeah. Porsche Cayenne SUV. Have they SUV, been around that long, really? Yeah, they've been around for over ten years now.
1: Wow. Has the Panamera? Because that thing is Panamera, what, Panamera should... has
3: Panamera has not really depreciated oh, too much yet. I'm waiting for that. It's
1: a front engine, water well, What's the water reliability, reliability on that Cayenne? Been...
4: Not,
3: Terrible. not good. Terrible. Not good. It's but a Volkswagen though. If you can fix bad. your own car and if if you can if you can find a good deal on parts and Don't if you can turn your mic down Steve Do <laughs> a little bit of research and understand <laughs> what the problem is and how to fix it, then it's great. You can get a, a twin turbo Porsche Cayenne for, you know, 2004, 2005 model year for like 10 grand now
1: in decent condition. The the real trick is it's not necessarily you, you have to fix your own stuff. You have to be able to drive the car and have it not blow up when you own it. Right. right, you like get you have rid to of it before delay it blows up. It just uh, enough, yeah, just was, long the enough. The other thing I read yeah. in
4: your post was that you were like, "I would never buy a car from you because you're untrustworthy." When it comes to, well,
3: yeah, because you know that whatever car he's he's about to sell is the car that's about to blow up. Exactly. <laughs> it's only if he can't sell it, like he's, to time, it, he's then you timed. He's it's timed it just right. Good one. Exactly.
4: Yeah, it, it's yeah, just, yeah, it means you know, he was
3: trying to sell it too soon yeah, before it was going to blow up. Speedboat,
4: you got anything for sale today, Vince? No,
1: not yet. Working on it. Might be a Subaru in the near future that goes up on the yeah. Uh Does so it come I with a flat a... bill? Yeah. Th- <laughs> and, uh, Does and it vape? not? How could it not? You a Does vape it come, kit. come with vape? Vape and flat them Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, so I got a, a <laughs> comment of the week from Delhi Turismo as well. I wanted to bring this up um, on the military mutt that mongrel military green concept car thing. Yeah. Which we'd seen before, but I don't know. Never. never I thought seen we wrote before. it up. No, I yeah, don't I saw think the, so. No, no, I saw that one before, and I didn't write it up for some that reason. That was
3: a Dodge Dakota cab, by the way.
1: Yeah, so Steve and Podunk, who's, a, who's the commenter of the week, he wrote, that was a Dakota cab. Yeah. The rest is proof that the war on drugs is a failure. <laughs> <laughs> so Steve and Podunk, thanks so much for your comment. Because because he- uh...
4: Are you sure he wasn't talking about the radio show? <laughs> no, 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 no. No,
1: it's because the,
3: it wasn't just the body that was weird. It was uh, the mechanical. So the suspension was really strange. And I don't know, just
1: like- It, it, it was like a bizarre like advertisement and a bizarre car. And it, it had all this like- it was like, you know, the DARPA funded car or something. It was, was really it? strange. That's what it said in the ad. I don't uh, know. It would be really, very
3: surprised yeah, if I it don't. was funded by anyone except meth dealers. <laughs> 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 Rob Ford approved. Uh, nice.
1: All right. So, um,
4: anything else, Vince? No.
1: That's I it. Think that's all we got for we're gonna this wrap it up. little radio show, Graham. We're going to call it done. Uh, big thanks to Jay Lamb for calling in and talking to us. Thanks for Seaflow for being an awesome co host. And thanks for Brewster Ben for uh,
4: being the handsome man he is. Uh, keep, cool. And ah, uh, Vince, keep on wrenching.
0: You've been listening to Daily Turismo Radio. You can follow the show on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Daily Turismo and on Twitter at Daily Turismo. Use the hashtag DT Radio. Do you
1: ever wonder what happens 30 years from now?